The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 903 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us at 512-836-0590. Border Patrol says the fastest growing migrant group is from China. Let's listen in live as uh, Fox News and a live report on this very specific issue when it comes to our, our border crisis. Let's listen in. The process is uh, quite uh, rigorous and uh, uh, quite solid. But it turns out all most migrants actually need is access to social media where they can find thousands of video tutorials about how to evade border security and cross into the U.S. illegally. We've known about the social media companies being complicit with human trafficking. All you have to do on any one of those platforms is type in Cruzando La Frontera and you will find traffickers who are willing to take you to anywhere in the United States for a price. As the relationship between Beijing and Washington turned south between 2016 and 22, the most recent year for which the numbers are available, the U.S. has slashed visas for Chinese nationals by about two million per year. Republicans say that policy coupled with lax border enforcement has really created a perfect storm. The message has gone out that uh, that we have this open border and they're being encouraged to come and, and they're leaving places across the entire world to come here. So in 2022, again, the most recent data that's available, Bill, turns out 160,000 Chinese nationals were given these non-student visas. Now State Department says they might want to be taking that number back up again, so we will have to see how Republicans over on Capitol Hill react to that news. Will. Bill. Sure will. Thank you, Jillian Turner. All right, Jillian Turner live uh, at the State Department this morning. It is uh, 9.05. Uh, jump in here at 512-836-0590. The GOP is set to vote to impeach uh, the Director of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, uh, today. And, uh, well, they're going to have a vote on it. And, uh, and, and, and the bottom line is, according to Representative Steve Scalise, the Republican from Louisiana. It's the magnet of catch and release. Uh, it's the broken asylum process. It's the ending of the Remain in Mexico policy that we want to restore that would ultimately close the border. Now, uh, Tony Gonzalez is a Republican from Texas. He's on that House Homeland Security Committee. Uh, he's going to get a chance to vote on the future of Mayorkas today. And uh, let's listen in live. He's on Fox right now. Resign, whether it's policy changes, something has to change because 300,000 people coming over illegally in December is not the answer. Yeah. Uh, your district stretches across that border. You know it very well. Why are you against this border bill in the Senate? I haven't said I'm against the border bill. I've, I've said I'm against a bill that does nothing to tackle the problem, okay? Uh, I want a bill that has, is, is real, meaningful, and solutions. A bill just to say you got a bill done, I have no interest in that. A bill, to, uh, uh, being against a bill just to say you're against a bill, I have no interest in that. What I'm looking for is I want more deportation flights. Deport, deport, deport. That is how we get out of this crisis. And oh, by the way, Joe Biden got us into this crisis and joe biden can get us out of this crisis by just putting money taking money from other parts of dhs and putting it in ice to deport uh people that are here illegally kristen cinema was one of the people who was part of the senate negotiating team she was on special report last night trying to push back on the notion that uh, the bill would allow 5,000 immigrants in per day here's what she said to prevent 
what's currently occurring, which is mass numbers of people being released into the interior, we created this authority, the border emergency authority that says, nope, we just shut it down because it's too many people for us to process that quickly and turn away. Yeah. Our bill ends catch and release by creating this new authority that requires people to be detained or be under supervision before their case is resolved. So, but this bill is going to fail tomorrow and the Republicans are going to vote it down in the Senate. So that means there is no legislation currently that would move through. Are you satisfied with that? I'm not, because people in my district, people all over the, all over the country demand an answer today. We need help today. I get it. Congress has done nothing for decades. Uh, so shocking that Congress is going to continue to do nothing. But where's the president in this deal? The president can, do, can implement changes absolutely today. There are some good things in that bill. Part of what that bill highlights is we do need more immigration judges to expedite these cases. We do need more ICE flights and ICE funding to expedite removal of these people. They can implement these things today. I'm not going to stop until we get some meaningful solutions because Americans every day are dying in this country and, and we're seeing the images. We all know the problem. We need solutions and I, I think I'm encouraged to see what the Senate did but they have to do more. They have to do something that is meaningful and can ultimately get signed into law. Yeah. All right. Sir, thank you for your time. There you go. Uh, that's Tony Gonzalez, a Republican from Texas. Uh, he, his, his, his territory is down along the border. He says he will vote against this bill in the Senate because it doesn't go far enough. He says deport, deport, deport. And uh, this, uh, this bill, this, this so-called compromise in the Senate doesn't deport enough. It's a monstrosity bill is what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we were talking before about uh, the, the, you know, moving to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. And Mayorkas, while, while I do agree, has been terrible for, for you know, the situation along the border. He's doing exactly what Joe Biden That's true. wants. So wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it behoove the country to actually go, after the, go straight to the source here? I mean, this is Joe Biden's fault. Joe Biden, we don't, we don't need any new bill to actually enforce border security. We have plenty of stuff on the books already. Joe Biden could do stuff as president. He's refusing to. So it just seems like there's this continued, you know, willful disregard of of everything down there by by Biden by the entire administration. Yeah, go after Biden too on this. Yeah, you he's know? not following the law either. No, absolutely not. Mayorkas is just following orders. Yeah, like a good foot soldier he is. And then you know they 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 played that audio from Kirsten Cinema talking about how well you know some of them uh, will will be uh, supervised until they're brought back. Well, that could be seven, eight, ten years. And nobody's going to be the government's not going to be supervising anybody that long. Not not certainly not in this capacity. I mean, it, this is a bad bill. It doesn't need to go anywhere. It needs to it needs to be dead on arrival. Joe Biden could just reverse what he reversed when he issued the executive orders on day one, and reverse the reversal, do the ultimate Uno card, and bring back stay in Mexico policy. It's a great place to start. That's a great place to start. That's yeah. the first thing he used in an executive order to end. Uh, jump in here, 512-836-0590. And for those of you that support this legislation, this uh, this border security bill, this aid to Israel and Ukraine, uh, I'm just curious. And, and Mark Caesar brought this question up in the newsroom in a conversation a few minutes ago. The folks on the left that want this border bill, how did you come to the conclusion that 5000 a day was good? Why, why is 5000 okay? Well, you know, why not 4,000? Why not 6,000? Why not 20? Why, why 5,000? Why is 5,000 okay? 
512-836-0590. And, and cinema also made it sound like you know we're, we're able to process up to about 5,000, but anything beyond that, yeah, we, we just get so overwhelmed, which to me, 5,000 seems like an extreme number. And that's, that's 5,000 on over a, you know an average, average period of seven calendar days. It could be on any one day as much as 8,500 before this thing would kick in. Good grief. On the low end, it's just shy of 2 million. Yeah. Yeah. A year on 1. the low 8. end. Yeah. And, and then on the high end, it's, it's above 3 million. Yeah, so today you got the uh, Democrat primary in uh, in Nevada. You got the GOP primary in Nevada. Uh, Thursday you got the GOP caucus. Uh, is Donald Trump on the ballot? I don't think in he Nevada. Is. No, no. He is, Nikki yeah. Haley is on in Nevada. Yeah. Donald Trump is going to be doing the caucus. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think? Uh, what are the, what are the numbers going to be like in the end once we go to count the votes? What do you think? Is uh, yeah. So what do you think? Well, my guess is Nikki Haley's probably going to win it, uh, going up against nobody. Since she's the only Republican on the ballot, you don't think people could write in Donald Trump's well, name or could. other people's name? I guess, I guess they could, but I, I, I think without him, his presence being there, people probably, she's probably going to take that. Well, we'll see, right? And and I don't think Joe Biden's going to have any problem either. Listen, Dean Phillips, uh, you could jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Let's see, uh, let's let's go to uh, Art. He's in Taylor this morning. Art, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Yes, sir. My comment is in this battle over the uh, illegal aliens coming into the country and 8.6 million have been allowed in another million that gotaways. You know, we're not taking into consideration the legal immigration, the numbers that are coming in through legally. And then with all this emphasis and money and resources being sent to take care, you know, give court hearings and dates with judges, with the illegal immigrants coming in, why... How is this affecting the legal immigration? Mm-hmm. And if it is, you're taking those resources away from the people that want to do it legally. At some point, don't they get frustrated and say, well, I'm just going to cross the border illegally because I'm going to get taken care of sooner. I don't have to wait years in line for a legal immigration system. So yeah. to me, we're just we're doing away with the legal immigration and we're just saying, OK, the only immigration in the United States will be illegal and we'll take care of you that way. Yeah. Interesting. I haven't thought about the impact on legal immigration. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's obviously it, it takes its toll, and I'm sure there have been a lot of people that have ultimately taken the illegal crossing route who initially had, you know, they had good intentions. Yeah, I'll, I'll do this properly, but then, you know, they got impatient. I, I, I do think we could probably re- reform that a little bit. Uh, David, good morning on the Todd and Oz Show. What's on your mind, David? Good morning, Todd and Oz. Yes, sir. Uh, I just wanted to point out that uh, from what I heard on national news that there's 5,000 uh, 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 immigrants allowed a day is separated by categories. That means 5,000 could be from Venezuela, 5,000 from Cuba, 5,000 from Russia, 5,000 from Africa. So there is no set number. It it broken down by category, five thousand for each category. You read that because uh, I, I I've heard a, a couple of people say that, but I haven't been able to find that particular uh, issue in the in the bill. Oh man, you gotta you gotta dig now. You can't use search engines, though. I mean, they streamline what they put on, so you have to do some digging. But that's that. Well, you, I mean, you you out. you did the digging, so um, just help us out, lead us, please. Well, it's just you know they just said that it was just a short little piece, but they said in this actual bill 
it's not 5,000 total, it's 5,000 per category. Gotcha. And category isn't defined, mm. so it could be, and then they did the breakdown. Yeah, you may be right. Thank you, David. Appreciate you checking in. Uh, it is uh, 919. Listen, the CEO of McDonald's is now admitted Monday that the sell for uh, fast food giants uh, have uh, dipped amid increased in menu prices that uh, that haven't gone unnoticed. No. Yeah, the Chicago-based chain has taken some heavy criticism over its Big Mac combo that is priced at $18. Now, among the other uh, menu item hikes, uh, as as promised, uh, to focus on affordability in New York Post reported. Uh, here's a quote from the CEO of uh, McDonald's. He says, I think what we're going to see here as, as you head into 2024 is, is probably more attention to what I would describe as affordability. That's what he said during an earnings call. Not sure what that means. Some, what, well, go ahead. Well, no, I just, I, 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 yeah, I, I mean, people go to McDonald's usually because it is a little more affordable. And, it, I mean, he's just coming to the conclusion now that an $18 Big Mac meal is not affordable. I mean, I get that this is the New York Post, so part of me is wondering if this is just 18 bucks in New York. Because I've never seen an $18 Big Mac meal here. And I, uh, I haven't seen I, it here I love, I love me some Big Mac. What's the Big Mac cost these days? Good. What's the local run on a Big Mac? 10, 11 bucks for the is meal? It maybe really? 12 bucks for the meal? That's so high. Let's look it up. Yes, yeah, some global same store sales grew 3.4%, short of the 4.7% that they expected on Wall Street. In addition, some low income customers have stopped patronizing the chain as inflation has caused prices to jump. That's what he says. Well, they used to, you know, McDonald's years ago, they had a dollar menu, right? You could get, you get like a McDouble. You know, hot spicy McChicken sandwich, you know, all, all that stuff for, for a dollar. And their, their dollar menu is no longer called a dollar menu. I think it's just called the value menu now because nothing's a dollar on that. That doesn't sound good, anymore. does it? What? The value menu? No, it doesn't. That doesn't sound tasty at all. No, no. But it is. It is. Yeah. Nevertheless. But, you know, what used to cost you a buck costs you like two bucks now. Well, it's inflation, two. right? Yeah. It's, so. Well, last week, a McDonald's location in Connecticut was criticized after a customer was charged $7.29 for an Egg McMuffin, uh, nearly $5.69 for some hash browns. Uh, the franchise owner uh, there in Connecticut was called out for uh, charging $17.59 uh, for the Big Mac combo. Now, that's your large fry. That's your large drink, right? Mm -hmm. That's your large fry and your large soda pop. Well, those Connecticut prices, though, I would expect that up there. 18 bucks. You know, like when I, you know, I spent a lot of time in New England and Boston and, and Everything up there is like that, you know. They, 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 they everything up there is 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 crazy expensive. I, I do agree, though. Seven dollars and twenty nine cents for an egg McMuffin seems a little high. Five sixty nine for hash browns, they're not that good. Well, they good hash browns. I mean, no, they're not that good. They're not that good. I mean, they're edible, but they're not five dollars and sixty nine cents edible. I like to be able to, you know, burn my lip a little bit. You know, you can get that. You can get that. You can go get your get six, some six dollars for hash browns in Connecticut. Yeah. It's basically just uh, just a grated up to uh, you know potato. That's all it is. How much of this is because nowadays we got to pay fast food workers twenty plus bucks an hour? You get my order wrong sixty five percent of the time. Maybe right. I think a lot. I mean, that's, that's got to play into it, right? That's got to that's got to have an impact. We we've talked about it for a long time as the 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 push for a higher minimum wage continue that it was going to have that take that toll. Well, fast food prices in general are climbing. Uh, you know, even as uh, the minimum wage hikes go into effect across the country in some states. Yeah. California, many fast food workers will earn $20 an hour beginning April the 1st. Well, McDonald's and Chipotle, I say that right? Mm -hmm. uh, they've signaled that prices 
will have to increase in response to labor costs going up. Ding, ding, ding. Of course they would. Of course they would. Cause, effect. I, I don't know. You know, I, I guess at some point we're all going to have to, I mean, we're not going to be able to afford good old Mickey D's anymore. Like, I get it. It's not five-star dining, but I love I love it. Sometimes McDonald's hits the spot. It's uh-uh. exactly what, what what's needed. No. Sometimes, not often, but sometimes. I don't know, man. I haven't been to McDonald's in a couple of decades, probably. You're missing out. Man. It's the battle afterwards that I don't enjoy. I got you. Fair you know enough. what I mean? I do know what you You mean. know what I'm talking about? I, I, I get you. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I get you. I get you. You know what I'm talking about. But you the older you get, the harder that listen, battle is listen, to fight. You, you don't have to go to McDonald's and spend almost 20 bucks for a mediocre burger. Well, that's the thing. It is. It's mediocre. And it's 20 bucks. I got to see. Now I got to go to a McDonald's. Nah. Because I well, I have to find out if this is true. Is this what we're paying in the city of Austin? Well, maybe not in Austin. For a mediocre burger. They can't be. You can't be paying 18 bucks for the combo here. I wouldn't think so. Now they that do, sounds like East, East Coast prices. The, the new Big Mac combo is actually a double, right? It's a double-double. It's a double. It's four patties. Like my, a big Big Mac? It's a big Big Mac. I have not heard such a... I, wow. I, mean, I think that's what they're talking about, right? Sounds like a monstrosity. Huh? Sounds a monstrosity. It's a big. It's a big one. Oh, how could you? How could you? How could you stomach that much beef? Well, yeah. they're thin patties. They're not huge patties. You put them together, and they make a you know a, re- a reasonable burger house kind just of size. One, just one normal size patty. Yeah, they make one normal size half pounder, right? Fair enough. Yeah, I usually, get, I so usually flat, do get the, uh, the the double in most like a Whataburger. I mean, if you want a mediocre burger, there's plenty of other places to go get a mediocre burger. And well, cheaper. at those prices, yeah. And I'm and I'm having trouble in my head trying to come up with. Something that compares, you know. I'm probably gonna stop at McDonald's on the way home now. I knew you would. Is that what, is that what this was? You, you had that look on your face with McDonald's you just had, to make me go eat, eat one. You had that look on your face like you were thinking about it. Well, you know, I, who could pass up an eighteen dollar Big Mac? That's a lot, man. Oh God, it's so good. It is. It better it be is. good. 9.31 here on the Tide and Oz Show. Got some breaking news this morning, and you can join us, too, at 512-836-0590. Former President Donald Trump does not have presidential immunity from prosecution on criminal charges related to his efforts to, quote, overturn his 2020 election loss. That according to a federal appeals court in a unanimous decision this morning. Uh, here's a quote from the 50-page opinion. We have balanced... Former President Trump's assertion asserted interest in executive immunity against the vital public interest that favor allowing this prosecution to proceed. It's in the public's interest for this prosecution to proceed is what the appeals court has determined. We conclude that of the public policy, especially as illuminated by our history and the structure of our government, compel the rejection of his claim of immunity in this case. The panel wrote uh, as it upheld the trial judge's ruling uh, on on this issue. Now, Trump is expected to uh, quickly ask the Supreme Court to overturn this decision by the U.S. Court of Appeals in the District of Columbia. Uh, It's a ruling that appeals uh, the panel rejected three separate immunity arguments uh, that Trump's lawyers made. Uh, both as categorical differences or defense to uh, federal criminal prosecution for the former presidents and for the purpose of this criminal case, uh, the former president is, um, has become a citizen Trump with all the defenses of any criminal defendants, is what the panel wrote. Um, yeah, so there you go. Jump in at 512-836-0590. Uh, Trump is charged in this case 
Uh, according to uh, Jack Smith, with four counts of crimes, including conspiracy to defraud the United States and conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Uh, he has, of course, pled not guilty to that. I, I still haven't seen anything that would indicate that he actually did that, any of that. Uh, you know, making phone calls, sending text messages, telling people, you know, uh, pe- protest peacefully. Like None of that screams any of this. There, but, you know, this, uh, it was, uh, was it Judge Tanya Chutkin? I mm-hmm. think she's the one that ruled. Uh, she said, uh, being president doesn't uh, give you the divine right of kings to evade the criminal accountability that, that governs fellow citizens. It's like, what, what criminal account? I, I just, I'm not seeing a criminal act committed here. But, you know, th- this sets the stage for a trial potentially, unless, I mean, unless he goes to Supreme Court like, we, like he probably will. That's a great question. What's the criminal act? Yeah. You know, the, uh, it, uh, the, I, I, I just don't see it. And I heard that, you know, the judges argued. They said, well, you know, the, this, this argument of, of absolute immunity, that can mean presidents could sell military secrets or assassinate political enemies without being prosecuted unless they were, you know, impeached by and convicted by a Senate. Here's what uh, Smith alleges uh, Trump did. Using false election fraud claims as a pretext, tried to reverse Joe Biden's victory through multiple criminal conspiracies. Those allegedly include organizing slates of illegitimate pro-Trump electors in states that Biden won and trying to use the Justice Department to conduct a sham election crime investigation and challenging the count of the legitimate electoral votes on January the 6th, 2021. Uh, That is what Jack Smith alleges uh, that Donald Trump did. Uh, Trump has called this case a witch hunt. He claimed that uh, he intended uh, to harm, you know, that is intended to harm his uh, his 2024 presidential bid. Oh, I think very much that that's what it's designed to do. Seems like anyone that that the government points a finger at for being involved or or even just attending, you know, outside the building during January 6th, they're, they're no, you know, no quarter for them. No mercy being thrown their way. It's it's all, you know, throw the book at as many charges as we can. We hope the law stick. If they won't, you know, we'll just give them big big sentences on on, on whatever they're convicted on. That's what they're doing. Yeah, big silliness. And meantime, it's a banana got, republic is you, what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got yeah. people, you know, being sentenced to multiple years in prison for for just being there. Meantime, you've got you know murderers and 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 child people that assault children. That are that oh. are walking out of jails. Oh, the same people going after Donald Trump are the same people that want an open border. That's right. Let's see here. Let's uh, let's squeeze in. Uh, oh, it's Faye checking in from Maynard, Texas, this morning. Faye, good morning. Good morning, Faye. Hey, good morning, guys. Yes, I ma'am. love your program, and I love what you do for the community. Thank you, ma'am. And, well, I just want to say, during this uh, Black History Month, that uh, back in the eighties, I'll be eighty-one uh, this year. Oh, wow. But back in the 80s, I used to listen at uh, Rush all the time. Oh, yeah. And I loved his conservative views. And I would tell my black friends and church people and relatives and stuff, you know, what a great conservative uh, program he had. And they all talked about me like I was crazy. Like, he's racist. What's wrong with you? But I listened at what, what he was saying. And I'm just so thankful now that I didn't have, didn't give up. There's so many blacks that are conservative and that are behind the MAGA Republicans. I'm just so proud of my prayers that I didn't give up and my tears that uh, that we stood on the conservative views. And I just want to say, look, guys, 
Mm. We're going to win. Trump's going to be president. Mm. But Jesus said it in Matthew 12, uh -huh. a country divided against itself will not stand. So we're just going to have to unite. You're going to have to let us enjoy our Black History Month. Black people going to have to stop saying this is a racist country. We're going to have to come together. Trump's going to win. We're going to get our country back. Our borders going to be closed. It's all good. Little MAGA unity, huh? Wow. Got you. wow. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I like uh, it. Look, I look, last night, you know what I was doing? Huh? I was dancing to Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud, and I was dancing to Living in America. It's a great place. Yeah. James it's Brown? Awesome place, but we got to come together. That's James, that's James Brown, wasn't it? James Brown? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with his uh, woman uh, uh, attacks, yeah. but what he was saying was good. Yeah. It's true. I'm black and I'm proud. Y'all help us make Black History Month the greatest ever, and we're going to stop saying America's racist. We had a black president for two terms. Let's come together so we can get our country back. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you, Faye. I like that message. Absolutely. Faye, have a great day out there. We appreciate you checking in. Be safe out there. Faye, checking in from Maynard, Texas. Always love here, Faye. Yeah, she's always, always love here. She's Faye. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's right. You know, got to find some unity in this country. It is uh, 938. Uh, jump in here at 512-836-0590. Yeah, Texas Republican Congressman Tony Gonzalez says the Senate border bill does not solve the problem. Just doesn't go far enough. His, uh, his district includes the border, which, which he wants to close and begin a major deportation effort. Uh, I want a bill that has, is, is real, meaningful, and solutions. A bill just to say you got a bill done, I have no interest in that. A bill, to, uh, uh, being against a bill just to say you're against a bill, I have no interest in that. What I'm looking for is I want more deportation flights. Deport, deport, deport. That is how we get out of this crisis. And oh, by the way, Joe Biden got us into this crisis, and Joe Biden can get us out of this crisis by just putting money, taking money from other parts of DHS and putting it in ICE to deport uh, people that are here illegally. Yeah, uh, Tony Gonzalez uh, just a few minutes ago on Fox. Yeah, it appears this border bill is kind of falling apart. Even uh, James Langford, the Republican from Oklahoma that pushed it so hard yesterday about this time on the show, he's hinting he's going to vote against it. Yeah, he's having a bad week now. It uh, uh, he, he pushed it out with all this fanfare, but, you know, I mean, even... Even Mitch McConnell is running away from this bill. So that'll tell you something right there. Uh, not, not a good week for James Langford. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of embarrassing, really. Well, yes. But, yeah, I mean, you, you, you pump out this bill. Yeah. And you, you talk about how great it is, and then you vote against it. Yeah. Not a good look. Mitch McConnell, he's even speaking out against it today. And Mitch uh, wants no part of it. He wants no part of it. Even though 24 hours ago was saying it was what we got to do. I wonder what happened between now and then. I wonder That's who a great got question. to him. Money was changed, hands, mm -hmm. threats of bribery, something like that. Could be. Blackmail. 946 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us at 512-836-0590. Listen, the city of Austin is officially accepting development applications as of this week under the new home initiative. They actually began taking applications yesterday. Don't know how many they received, if any at all. Uh, but this is spearheaded by Councilwoman Leslie Poole, and it allows up to three housing units on uh, land that is zoned for single-family dwellings right now. 
Uh, this is that homing issue, the up uh, zoning of mm-hmm. uh, single-family lots. Mm-hmm. Leslie Poole, at the time when she pushed this on uh, on the city, here's what she had to say. Austin used to be a place for young people who came for college or for work and wanted to stay. They could find a starter home and make their way in Austin. That's simply not possible anymore. She got pretty emotional there, didn't she? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> was, she cry- was she crying when she said that? <laughs> she sounded like... She sounded like she was a little schmaltzy, yeah. Well, the zoning change also removes all occupancy limits. Critics continue to argue that this is the only incentivizing developers to buy up property, driving up cost. And this is already backfiring, right? It's already backfiring on the city. And the, these uh, critics are absolutely right. Developers are going to swoop in, buy single-family lots, and build a couple of accessory dwelling units in the backyard, and the property values are going to go through the roof. It's inevitable. It's, only, it's just a matter of time. It's not if, but when. Which is going to address the ultimate problem the city has. They desperately need the tax base to increase. That'll do it. That'll definitely do it. You know, one, one thing I don't hear people talking about as much, that, that, that the more I think about it, the more it, it frustrates me, is this occupancy limits issue. Yeah. It just, I, I mean, imagine... You have to assume that some of these these homes are, are going to find themselves just wall-to-wall people. The city doesn't care how yeah. many people you pack in there. Right now, there's uh, incredible guidelines and restrictions on the number of unrelated adults that can live in a home. Now, there's some waivers for, like, group homes and things like mm-hmm. that. They got strict guidelines, you know, on the number of uh, unrelated adult folks that can live in one house. What, what's the problem you foresee? Well, what, I mean, what's to, what's to stop? 15 people from piling and just sleeping all over the floor in every room and every space they can just because, you know, hey, it's cheaper. Uh, you know, we, 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 we like the, com- the, the the sort of the communal feel to all living together here. And so say you got two, two homes on a single family lot with, you know, potentially 15, 20 people in total. I mean, I, I know that's extreme, but without occupancy limits, what's going to stop that from happening? Yeah, and then think about the 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 strain on the infrastructure. If you think about it, those parking, those, those kind of homes that you see that have that many people living in it now, those are seen as a red flag for possible human trafficking. Sure, right? Sure. And now you may see that all across the city, right? It, it, yeah, I mean, it, it just invites a whole host of problems. I mean, think of all the cars that would be parking. You know, if, if just say you had seven people living, you know, in each of the three units on a property. I mean, you know. 21 cars, yeah. you know, assuming that they all have one. I, 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 Again, I know it's extreme, but what is stopping that something like that from happening when the city says, we don't care how many people you throw in here. It, make it a clown car. We don't care. Pile in and out of it all you want. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is, uh, that's, that's a side of the story we haven't really thought of. We've talked about it a little bit, but... You know, there's reasons why there's occupancy limits, right? Yeah. You know, there's, there's reasons. It protects a neighborhood. It protects right. its integrity of the neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? Nobody wants the house next door to have 15 unrelated men living together. That's right. And they may be living together because they're saving money or whatever, but nobody wants to live next door to a home that has 15 men coming and going. Nobody does. They really don't. Nobody does. They really don't. I, I certainly wouldn't. Yeah, and then, of course, that you you also run the, the run against the problems of noise and and. You know, the more people there are around, the the more you run the risk of of I don't know crime and and or or, or somebody you know coming to visit who does some damage, uh, traffic and 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 parking. And I mean, it's just this is a disaster waiting, just waiting to happen. And let's not forget about the fact that you know, I mean, it, it seems like a fire hazard when you have that many people. It's you, true, you can get a whole bunch of people in there. Every everybody in there is flammable. 
You know, it just seems like a real bad, a lot of bad could happen here. No, no, you're right. And we haven't even talked about the cars, mm-hmm. the number of trash cans that will be needed, mm-hmm. the, you know, the strain on the electricity, the strain on water, things like that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, if everybody, I mean, and obviously it's not going to happen this way, but over the next, you know, year, two years, three years, there's going to be people that build a lot of uh, accessory dwelling units in backyards. Probably so, yeah. And uh, it's going to increase the demand and the strain. On uh, the number of uh, trash truck drivers, yep. trash trucks. Yep. Yeah, you need more cans. You need more drivers. You need more trucks now. Mm-hmm. And and if your trash day is Monday this week, in the future it might be next Monday. It might be next Thursday, yeah. right? Because they have to keep up with that kind of thing. Well, that's too. You know, you you got those big trash trucks coming through. You've got more cars parked up on the street now. You know, uh, maneuvering gets a lot. It's it's a lot more narrow on those streets for those big trucks emergency vehicles, things like that, you know, may struggle to get through if, if, if the, the neighborhoods are too clogged up because occupancy limits, you know, it, it, you could potentially have a whole lot of people just all up and down the street and just, you know, what was once maybe a, a you know, two-lane road in a neighborhood is now essentially, you know, just another dime a dozen Austin one-way street where you got to stop and pull over and let the guy get around you. It just, I, I don't see anything good coming from this. Certainly what the, what do you mean you the don't city see? promises is is well? It may be good if you if you build your own and you make some money right now. Oh, I think this for you right oh, now. Oh, this is a, this is one of the biggest opportunities for families, single family property owners, single dwelling owners to uh, to make a fortune. This is one of the Absolutely biggest uh, of investment opportunities. This is this is great for property rights. You think this is going to be challenged in court? Probably by some HOA, they'll try to slow it down. They may not challenge the uh, you know the measure itself at the city level, but they'll challenge it in their HOA. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. And and it may not be a current homeowner that wants to build a, an address, a, you know, an ADU in the backyard. But I bet you there are. I bet there's some in HOAs that want to right now, and you know, an ADU for grandma, an ADU for your uh, your college freshman, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's you could see where some people would want this, right? And you're going to make a fortune off of rent. That's This is going to be one of those opportunities that, you know, private property owners will be able to make a fortune. I think so. Renting a property in the backyard. I think so. Uh, I mean, yeah, despite all the problems that we foresee from this, certainly it's a great money-making opportunity. I'd jump on it immediately if I could. Sure, absolutely. Why yeah. not, right? I mean, and, and I bet there are some folks listening right now that would uh, that are already thinking about it. You know, reaching out to uh, some kind of contractor to start building these things. Well, you know, you got to get on it soon because, I mean, you know, if, if say somehow it gets challenged in court and maybe gets reversed, you know, you already want to get the ball rolling on stuff like that. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ.